Welcome to the Spirit of Life Ministries. Spirit of Life Ministries aim is to call to the born-again body of believers to manifest the kingdom of God through the teaching and proclamation of the word of God, as well as the greater good for all humanity. Spirit of Life Foundation is based on Ephesians 4th chapter for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and fullness of Christ, to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Spirit of Life Ministry's heart is for the restoration of the soul and greater good for all out of love. Please welcome now Sister Beatrice Jackson. Thank you for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I am Sister B. A couple weeks back, we left off in Romans 12th chapter, verses 1 through 2, speaking of uh, the writer beseeching us or asking us earnestly to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service as born-again believers, and to be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And you know, it's, it's good to proclaim what the Word of God is saying and remind us of who we are and how we're to live. But sometimes it's not enough to remind people. Sometimes people want to know why. Why? So we're going to go to the beginning. We're going to go to Genesis, the book of beginnings and origins, where it all began, and starting in the second chapter, verse 7. And it says, and, and I'm reading from the Amplified, then the Lord God formed, that is, created the body of man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being, an individual, complete in body and spirit. The King James Version says, man became a living soul. Let's go to verse 17. Still reading in the Amplified. Now, after God created man, he told them not to eat of the tree of knowledge. And this is where we're picking up at verse 17. But only from the tree of knowledge and recognition, recognition of good and evil, you shall not eat. Otherwise, on the day that ye eat from it, you shall most certainly die because of your disobedience. Now, in the beginning... As we read, God formed man of the dust and breathed into his nostrils, and man became a living soul. We read that. And that breath that God breathed into man was the Spirit of God. God imparted his Holy Spirit inside of man at that moment, and that's how man or mankind became a living soul. And we all know that Adam and Eve took of the forbidden fruit and they ate from the tree which God told them not to eat of. And at that moment, the Spirit of God departed from man, departed from Adam. And Adam's spirit was now dead. He was yet a soul. He yet had a body. He yet had a soul. Yet his spirit was dead because there was a void there. Because God cannot dwell in a sinful vessel due to Adam's and Eve's disobedience. So the Spirit of God departed. And keeping in mind 
First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, 23rd verse, reminds us that we're spirit, soul, and body. That's how it originated. And the spirit of unbelievers is yet dead, dead excuse me. But the born-again believer, through accepting Jesus Christ, is now made alive unto God again. Jesus restored us once we accept him. He restores us into our right relationship and fellowship and communion with God again. And since we are now the children of God, like Jesus set himself apart, we too are set apart for God and his purposes. So we're to follow Jesus' pattern. He's our example. And as I said, Jesus set things right again. Let's go to 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, starting at the 45th verse. And again, I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. So it is written in Scripture, The first man, Adam, became a living soul, an individual. The last Adam, Christ, became a life-giving spirit, restoring the dead to life. Do you see what I'm saying here? Once we accept Jesus Christ, our life, excuse me, our spirit has been made alive again unto God. Praise God. And we're able to be in right relationship and fellowship with God. We're in right standing with God again and are useful to God, whereas he can live his life out through us. Let's go to John, the 17th chapter. And John, the 17th chapter, is actually the Lord's Prayer. I know a lot of people refer to Matthew, the 6th chapter, being the Lord's Prayer, but this is the Lord's Prayer. And he's preparing to go back to his Father, back to his heavenly home. Praise God. We're going to start at verse 13. And again, I'm reading in the Amplified. But now I am coming to you. And I say these things while I am still in the world so that they may experience my joy made full and complete and perfect within them, filling their hearts with my delight. I have given to them your word, the message you gave me. And we see here the way Jesus is talking. We can tell that he's talking to his heavenly father, his father. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world and do not belong to the world, just as I am not of the world and do not belong to it. Verse 15, I do not ask you to take them out of the world, but that you keep them and protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Set apart, excuse me, set them apart for your purposes. Make them holy. Your word is truth. So we also see here that we're sanctified by the truth, and that truth being the word of God. We're set apart by the word of God. That's what sets us apart and renews us in the spirit of our mind and, and, and um, affirms our identity as children of God. Verse 18, Just as you commissioned and sent me into the world, I also have commissioned and sent them, believers, into the world. Verse 19, For their sake I sanctify myself. I do your will so that they also may be sanctified, set apart, dedicate, dedicated, made holy 
in your truth. Praise God. So we see here that Jesus sanctified himself. He set himself apart for the purpose of God. And you know, as we read throughout the Gospels, that he himself said that, I only do what I see my Father do. I, only, I came to do the, the will of the Father. That, is, that was his focus. And that should be our focus. To be a living sacrifice. And it was a sacrifice for Jesus to come down from his heavenly home, his heavenly throne. In order to reconcile us back to God, he made an ultimate sacrifice. He Not only was he the lamb, he made a sacrifice. He sacrificed his life, not just in death, but the way he lived. That's what I'm talking about. The way he lived, he did not live unto himself. He did not make himself of no reputation. It wasn't about him. It was all about the Father, that the Spirit of God be lived out through him and his life. And so are we to be as children of God. Let's go back to Romans, the 12th chapter. Praise God. I hope that you're beginning to get or understand why it's our reasonable service as children of God. That we don't live unto ourselves. But we live unto God. We, we are alive unto God. Yes, we were once dead. When we were born in sin due to Adam and Eve's sin. But once Jesus comes, he makes our spirit alive again unto God. Praise God. Verse 1 in Romans the 12th chapter. It says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, still reading in the Amplified, by the mercies of God to present your bodies dedicating all of yourselves, set apart as living sacrifice." As a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. And it is a form of worship and love as well. To serve God in sincerity and truth, it is worship. It is a form of worship. And it is a reasonable, it is our reasonable service. Being a children of God. See, Christ came and set right what went wrong and indwells us to where he gives us the grace, the ability, the power to live out this life of salvation in him. He is the life, allowing him to live his life out in us and through us. Praise God. This is the father's expectation. This is the son's expectation. It's reasonable. If you can look at it this way, if you had a child, you would want, realistically speaking, you would want that child that's born of your seed or your womb to live and conduct themselves like they're your child, not like the child down the street. You don't have an expectation of the child down the street. So it is of our Heavenly Father. He has that expectation. That we live as his children and not as children of the world, as people of the world. Praise God. It's about choices. That's what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. Choices. This time, it's about the life. Choices. The life. Praise God. Well, this is Spirit of Life Ministries. I thank you for joining me. I'm Sister B. And until next time, God bless you. 
Thank you for listening to Spirit of Life Ministries, an end-time ministry purpose for revival of the heart toward God, restoration of the soul for the hungry and the lost. Let them that are thirst come, let them take the water of life freely. Spirit of Life Ministries is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. If you'd like to be a blessing to the ministry, donations can be made through the Giveify app. To contact the ministry, send all correspondence to Spirit of Life Ministries, P.O. Box 210081, Milwaukee, Wisconsin 53221. Spirit of Life Ministries can be reached at 414-249-5121. Until next time, thank you and God bless you.